Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. To the fumble. Christmas is upon us, but we are still here. Myself, Vernon Kerr, and the one and only Mr. Darren Fletcher. Now, Darren, we're going to get into football, but are you all set? Is the turkey on the kitchen counter? The turkey arrived this morning. Um, my nine year old daughter walked in. I was in the office this morning doing a bit of work for Boxing Day, and she walked in and she went, Dad, your bird's here. <laughs> I, went, I went, Who? She went, The turkey. This <laughs> thought was hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, so that that was this morning. Yes, yeah, so it's arrived today. So it's nice and big. It's all set. Lauren's been to fetch it. So we're, we're in good shape. All of Lauren's presents are now here. So that's good. And in fact, when I said to you last week that I had a bit of a panic, that I wasn't sure if I was ready, she only revealed to me after I'd recorded the podcast that all the stuff I was waiting for had actually been here for a few days. So I was panicking unnecessarily. She just stashed it somewhere else. Ah. Uh... So we're all good to go. I've done no wrapping yet, so I've got to wrap everything. Um, but in terms of having everything, we are in A1 shape, my good friend. A1. Good man. Good yeah. man. Well, yeah. as soon as I finish this, I am off to the farm to get up our fat bird. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Going to go down to our local farm. Going to pick up the turkey. It's already been uh, pleasantly plucked, shall Love we say. Love <laughs> Love and then we'll dive in in a couple of days' time. Yes, well, we, had a, we had a dry run on Monday. So we, uh, Lauren bought a turkey crown on Monday. Ooh. Bacon and, and stuffing and all that, plus parsnips, carrots, brussels, roast potatoes, all that. And we did a dry run Christmas dinner because obviously we've got the proper, the proper turkey for Christmas Day. But I, I, what we can't do this year is go to the pub. We always go to the pub on Christmas Eve and I have Christmas dinner at the pub on Christmas Eve. So we can't really? Yeah. Yeah, I'd have what, Christmas dinner. What, you, Lauren and the, you, Lauren, and the kids, or, or you and Lauren and the mates, some mates? Me, Lauren, and the kids, and often another family will join us. But Lauren, like, is traditional. She'll only have Christmas dinner on Christmas Day. But I, I, I like, I'll have as many Christmas dinners <laughs> as I can get my hands on over the course of... So, Monday night, she did turkey and all the trimmings, turkey crown and all the trimmings. And then today, just prior to coming in here to speak to you, 
I had turkey sandwiches. <laughs> well, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. We've known each other for a long time, right? And we've been to, what, three Super Bowls together? Yeah. Right. And now I know why, when it comes to Super Bowl time, that you're always complaining about how much weight you've put on. Because exactly. you've got Christmas dinner before, during and after Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would have as many of these things as I can physically lay me night from Falcon. So when we go shopping for merch yeah. and you put on a large and you lead an extra large, you're like, oh, yeah. I get it now. I get it because you always say this won't fit me in a couple of months. Exactly. And I say to you, when I've got, I'm, I'm crammed into a medium and you're like, <laughs> you need the large. I'm going, yeah, but I won't. Yeah, but you do. Just trust me. You're going, trust me, trust me. And I'm thinking, trust me. I know what I've been eating for the past four weeks. All I would say is, though, that, that most of the wardrobe that I have by Easter, all the Super Bowl stuff I can't wear. So I've got, like, till then. And then I lose a bit of weight, put it back in the wardrobe and break it out around Christmas the following year. That's the way it seems to work. You see, if anyone buys me a Christmas present that I've got to wear this Christmas, because of the weight I lost in the castle, nothing's yeah. going to fit me. No. Nothing's going to fit me. It'll probably fit me, like, in April time, like you say, when I have eventually put on, or put on the two and a half stone that I lost. Yeah, but, that, but that's the best way around. You're better off trying to put two and a half stone on than get two and a half stone off. <laughs> so, I'd sooner be you entering 2021 than me, my friend. <laughs> this, this year, since lockdown, I have run every day. Have you really? I run pretty much 10K per day now. So from, from lockdown starting, when we first went into lockdown, I've lost about two stone over the year. So I am now a close size down, I've restocked, and I run every day. So when we finish this today, I'll go and run. So I run every day now. I've got a treadmill in the garage. I've just had a brand new treadmill delivered this morning, which I have to construct. It's a bit cold in there. So I'm going to use the old treadmill for the next few days, and then... 27th is the plan to go in the garage and build the new one and maintain this newfound work ethic through 2021 and beyond. <laughs> I am now officially running. You, you're absolutely killing me. Yeah, but what you, what, the thing is, though, I can eat what I want and I don't put any weights on now because I'm not that bad an eater. Right. I, I used to eat, but then not do anything, which is the worst thing. And what I've found over the course of the year, and this is good advice to people who think, oh, it's a real nightmare to do. It's not. It's just a case of a bit of both. So just modify your diet a little bit and then do exercise and it will come off. Hang on, you're, you're really good friends with Carl Frotch, right? Yeah. Have you trained with him ever? Yeah, in the gym I have, yeah. Yeah, in the gym. Does he go hard? What's he like? He only lifts now. He doesn't run anymore because his Achilles tendons are all over the place from all the road work he used to do. Right. So he does weights. He does deadlifting a lot of the time. He, he can right. deadlift a lot. But he's, he's got a natural physique, Carl. He's... he's He's got broad shoulders, hasn't he? Yeah, but naturally sinewy and strong. You know, he's, he's like, a, like a piece of twisted wire. Right. Um, but what, what he told me was, and this is, again, this is, if you think, listen, this is, this is New Year fitness tips from Fletcher. So if you're planning on doing anything like this after the New Year, when I was at the World Cup in Brazil in 2014, Tony Pulis was my partner. So Tony said because we were going out and drinking red wine and eating steak every night because we were in Brazil. He said, right, if we're going to do this, we're going in the gym. So I'll see you in there at six o'clock in the morning. So the following morning, so every morning at six, I was in there with Tony. And Tony said to me, when you run, if you want to burn fat, you have to run for 40 minutes at least. 
because at 40 minutes, that's when you go from whatever zone into the next, and that's when you start burning fat. When I spoke to Carl about it, he said exactly the same thing. He said, that's why you see a boxer doing his road work really slow, but he's out there for an hour or so, and it's about time. So when you get past 40 minutes, your body then burns the fat that's in your body. So I no, so, it, so it's not about, about how fast you go or how no. far you go. It's about no. time. How, no. how, how long your body is actually working. Yes. So you have to go for 40 minutes to burn fat. If right. you go for less than that, as Carl explained to me, you burn sugar. He said, and there's a difference. He said, right. so if you run for less than 40 minutes, you can maintain weight. But if you want to lose it, you've got to run for longer. So he, he always says 35 to 40. Tony was always 40. But that, so whenever I run now each day, I run for a minimum of 40 minutes. So I know that by hitting the 40 minute mark, I'm going to do myself a bit of good. Oh, I love that. That's, that's, well, that's, well, that makes sense because when I, in that two week period before the castle, we were isolated in North Wales. I was in Anglesey. Yeah. And I thought, oh, do you know what? I've got to lean out a little bit because I was, I was, I was heavy. I was, I was 224 pound, I think I was. Right. So I thought, I'll go running again. And I put on, it was basically an excuse to bed in my camp boots because they suggested that we wear them for six hours prior to going into the camp. And I hadn't even put them on when I was at home. So I thought, I better bed these boots in. So I went running in them because yeah. Anglesey is full of fields. And I ran across the fields and then onto the road. And at first, I was running for about 20 minutes. Nothing was happening. So I thought I'd go a bit longer. And then eventually, I got to running for 50 minutes and it just fell off. There you go. That's it. It's the time. And who is famous for running in boots all the time through his career? Muhammad Ali never ran in anything other than work boots. Serious? Leather ankle work boots. And he did all of his road work on the road in those boots all the time. Yeah. Wow. Is there a reason behind that? Why? I don't know. No idea. Did it all the time. Never, never ran in it. I think it's the weight. If you run in those, the weight of the boot... When you take them off and you're running lightweight boxing boots or you get in the ring, you, your legs are lighter. But you yeah. do with that. But anyway, we've been on for about 20 minutes, not even mentioned the NFL. No, well, here we go. Like, uh, Darren, uh, the wheels or the big oh. leather boots are falling off the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's get into this. What's going yeah. on? Mike Tomlinson, he's having a nightmare. Yeah, he's having a shocker. Uh, I, I, I think there's a few things afoot here, and I think it's on both sides of the ball. If you've been watching Pittsburgh, everybody, you will see that one thing they do a lot of these days is drop passes. And I, I look at it and I think some of the wide receivers have probably started to believe their own height. Too many balls are going down. Ben Roethlisberger has put them in the right positions and, and too many passes are being dropped. I don't think Ben is as healthy as he was early in the season. I think the knee's a problem. And I think an underestimated issue that they have is that their defence that was looking like an exceptional group in the first half of the season, isn't performing anywhere near the level it was. And I think that's directly down to them losing Bud Dupree, who's not a superstar defensive player, but he's at the other end to TJ Watt. Now, if you've got the dual pass rush, if you've got somebody coming off the left and somebody coming off the right, the quarterback's having kittens back there and he's throwing a lot of interceptions. It's easier to scheme for TJ Watt on his own you can double-team him, but you can't double-team if you've got Bud Dupree coming off the other side. So I think the pass rush has slowed down to a large extent too. And it looks like the kind of slide to me, Vern, that they're not going to get right now. 
I think any chance we thought that Pittsburgh had to win the Super Bowl, I think is gone. And I, I'm just starting to wonder, looking at it now, and we say it every year, it's such a changeable league. You know, we'd all kind of written Baltimore off a couple of weeks ago, but now they look like they're warming up again. But I look at Kansas City, you know, if they, if they go into the playoffs without Le'Veon Bell or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you know, are they going to be balanced enough on offense to retain the Super Bowl when they're playing against a team like Buffalo that's so hot and so multi-talented on the offensive side? You know, are they going to be able to go toe-to-toe with a Tennessee Titans team that is very healthy at the moment? A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, you know, all these guys, John O. Smith, Ryan Tannehill playing well. We're getting towards the key time of the year and just maybe everybody's favourites might just be dropping off. And I'd put the New Orleans Saints in that category as well. Having watched Drew Brees at the weekend against Kansas City, he looks a million miles away from being ready. And I cannot convince myself that if Brees is not there, that the Saints could win a Super Bowl with Taysom Hill. I just, I just, I can't convince myself that that can happen. So we might have a bit of a surprise this year. All right, well, let me ask you this question, Darren, because it's interesting that you mentioned all those teams there and you mentioned a few who we thought were having a slide. But one thing they've all got in common is they've all got experienced Super Bowl winning head coaches. Mike Tomlin at Pittsburgh, Sean Payton at New Orleans. We've got the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid has won a Super Bowl now. Yeah, You know, look at Harbour at Baltimore. They've all got Super Bowl winning experience now. And everyone says, and it's one of the things that Bill Belichick, the great Bill Belichick, let's be honest, has always said, get me in the playoffs and I'll get you a Super Bowl. So which of those head coaches do you think has got the kahunas, the steel, the metal, to take his team forward and win a Super Bowl this year? It's a tough question because I think they're all pretty much of a muchness. You know, all right. Harbour's been there a couple of times. Well, been there once. Sean Payton won once. Tomlin's the only one who's done it multiple times. I think that Baltimore might be the most balanced on both sides. And they might be the team that's starting to peak at the right time. And they always have, they've always had, historically, a good defence. Yeah. Kansas City, you can't discount because they've got the best player in the league. In yeah. home, so you, you, you can't discount that. One man that you didn't mention there, and that they, they've improved in certain areas quite a bit over the last few weeks, and there's a little bit of a parallel to what we saw from Kansas City at this stage of last season. If you think back to Kansas City last season, they put plenty of points up all season. It was the last three or four weeks of the regular season into the playoffs that they suddenly found a defence that could make one or two plays. Did give up plenty of yards and points. We saw that in the playoffs. But it was a defence that did start to make plays. And, and if you look at the, the, the Seattle Seahawks at the moment, the Seattle defence wasn't very good for the first half of the season by any stretch. In fact, it was... It was it was of a standard that it was going to set unwanted records. You know, it was that bad. But all of a sudden now, they're starting to keep teams under 300 yards. And that defence is starting to play better. So if you've got a better defence in Seattle, with Russell Wilson, with DK Metcalf, with Chris Carson, with a team that can put points on, you know, maybe this is the kind of year in the NFC where a team like Seattle, who are maybe a little bit under the radar at the moment, could find a way to get to the Super Bowl because they've certainly got the coach and the quarterback combination that we so often talk about it at this stage of the year. So that, they might just be worth keeping an eye on in the NFC. Something still stops me with the Packers. I cannot buy into the Packers. I can't... It was the same last year. I think they're a little bit better than they were last year. But when push comes to shove, are they going to get the win? I talked about the Saints and the issue with Breeze. 
can't really see anybody else. You know, the, 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 the East, no. Chicago are playing better football on offense now, but now the defense is starting to creep. Brady, Arians, we talked about this last week. They can be great one week and not so good the next. They made heavy weather of it last week to a large extent against, you know, an Atlanta team. You'd expect them to beat quite easily. So I think, again, we say it every year and we're like a broken record. You get to the playoffs and you can make a case for so many teams. Never judge the NFL at week eight or at week yeah. four or at week 12. You know, wait to week 16 because it changes. Every four weeks is like a full season in any other sport. It's just that kind of, that kind of league. Um, and, and, I, and I think if I was a betting man, which I am on occasions at this stage, I wouldn't be looking at the favourites this year. You know, I might be looking at something like Seattle from the NFC against Tennessee from the AFC. It might be that kind of Super Bowl. You know, oh. we used to get that. Didn't oh, 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 hang on, hang on, Darren. Hang on, hang on. Let's just have a moment because if that is the Super Bowl, that is going to be one heck of a game. Yeah. The Tennessee Titans versus the Seattle Seahawks. You can see it now. One great quarterback who was in the running for the MVP, which people are saying it slid from his grasp the past few weeks. Ryan Tannehill was tossed to one side by Miami, but now he found himself in a system which works for him. Yeah. Two coaches who have had different varied careers, but have found teams which they feel comfortable in. I mean, that's yeah. going to be a Super Bowl for the numbers. Well, it is. And, and you know, the reason why I say it as well is, I, I always kind of say it's hard to go against history. Mm. And history tells you that it's really hard to retain the Super Bowl. It's very hard to win it back to back. You know, look how good the New England Patriots teams have been with Belichick and Brady in their prime with the supporting cast around. And look how often they were able to repeat. You know, when you repeat, you are extremely special. So that goes against Kansas City. And then you start to look at the teams that are, are potential stumbling blocks for them in the AFC. And there are three very, very strong contenders. Buffalo, look like they can beat anybody at the moment. Tennessee behind the running of, of Derrick Henry. Baltimore with that multifaceted offense and a defense that can make plays. You've got to be on your game to get through a, a conference that includes teams like that. Yeah. And then you look at the NFC, and I just think that's open in general. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's, it, you'd be a brave man to try and pick it now with any conviction, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, but having watched the Tennessee Titans full game for the past couple of weeks, I watched both games in full. And I love the way, even though he's almost on the cusp of grabbing 2,000 yards, I love the way that they don't necessarily rely on Derrick Henry to get them two, three yards when it's desperately needed. They, they do look at and assess every option that they've got. And Ryan Tannehill is having a great year because of that. It's not just give it Derrick, he'll get us two yards. No, 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 no. Let's see what we can get out of the slot receivers. Let's see what, we, what happens when we throw it over the middle. The reaction of the defence. They're a very, very clever football team, the Tennessee Titans. They are. They are. And, and, and we've always looked at the weapons on the Kansas City offence. Yeah. It's always been, you know, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Mikol Hardman. Then they go and get Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You start to look at the offence now in, in Tennessee and... They have a genuine number one in A.J. Brown. But they've got a top 10 pick on the other side now who's the number two receiver in Corey Davis who, to a large, a large part of this season, has outplayed 
AJ Brown in terms of receptions and yards. You've got the best running back in the league behind Ryan Tannehill in, in Derrick Henry. And people can throw all the, the, the other superstars in the mix if they want. You know, McCaffrey and, and, and Kamara and Elliott and all these guys. The best running back in the National Football League right now is Derrick Henry and has yeah. been for some time. So they, they've got a lot of options. They've got a good tight end in Jono Smith. They've got a decent offensive line as well that's a little bit weaker than it was at the start of the year. But they, they've got players that can win a Super Bowl for them. And... I've got to say, I've been. You say you've watched the last two Tennessee games in full. I've watched the last two Buffalo games in full, and I would not want to play Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs. They've got the best performing wide receiver in the league this year in Stephon Diggs. They've got Gabriel Davis, who's a genuine deep threat on the other side, who nobody knows about, but he's catching passes. Yeah, he's over and replaced John Brown really well. They've got two running backs, so they can rotate Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. And people looked at that quarterback class when Baker Mayfield came out, Sam Darnold came out, Josh Rosen came out, Lamar Jackson came out, Josh Allen came out. And there was a lot of conjecture that year that John Dorsey of Cleveland was going to make Josh Allen the number one pick. And there was a, is he doing the right thing? He needs to work on his mechanics. All these kind of things are wrong. The best quarterback from that class by a significant margin is Josh Allen. And that even includes the fact that Lamar Jackson has won an MVP. If you were picking any of those guys now to start a franchise with, you would take Josh Allen first, second, and third before you got to anybody else. So he is outstanding. He's one of the top five or six quarterbacks in the league at the moment. And there's a guy, that's a guy that came out who they said, struggles with his mechanics, doesn't throw it very well, hasn't got a great deal of experience. He's the one that's going to take longest to get to where you need him to be. Not if you're a bright coach. If you're a bright coach, you build a team to suit him, and that's what they've done. Their defense is better, and they've got a head coach who has a defensive background. Would you want to play Buffalo in the playoffs, then? Would you want to bet against Buffalo at the moment in the playoffs? No. It's so open. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. And, and what, um, you know, watching Josh Allen, you can tell that his vision now is not just first or second look. He's, he's literally scanning the field as he steps back or takes ball from the centre. He's, he's just blossomed. And you can tell how much investment Buffalo wanted to put in Josh Allen by the fact that they went and got Stefan Diggs. Exactly. You know what I mean? They said, look, we're going to make an investment. We're gonna, it's not a gamble. It's a genuine investment which we feel will pay off and we're going to go and get one of the best wide receivers in the league to give you an armory which is undisputed. It, 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 the story is phenomenal. And do you know what? Every time I think of Buffalo, I, I'm, you know, our, NFL, uh, the, our NFL love for the NFL started at the same time. And we were fans during that heavy period for Buffalo when they went to four Super Bowls and came away with nothing absolutely nothing and when you watch documentaries about the players the great players that played in that team you can tell they're all broken yeah they're all mentally broken because to go to the dance four times and come away with nothing must be uh, gut-wrenching heart destroyed soul destroyed but now every time i see a win, another win for buffalo another win for buffalo buffalo are looking strong in the playoffs I, I just think of all those players and all those fans who, who can't, hopefully this will be some form of redemption for the Buffalo Bills. The fact yeah. that they can have a great playoff run and maybe get to the Super Bowl. 
But if, if they do, and I, I mean, I, I can't tell you all the ones that he's broken this year, but, but Jim Kelly is, it, was, was such a good player for them back in the 90s when, when they went to the, the Super Bowls under Marv Levy. But Josh Allen, the quarterback they've got now, this season has broken a lot of Jim Kelly's single-season records, which tells you just how well he's performed. I mean, he was known as Machine Gun Kelly for a reason, and they had an offense that was ahead of its time in many yeah. ways, you know, spreading, yeah. the, spreading everybody out and throwing a lot of passes down the field, using Thurman Thomas, the running back, in a variety of ways. And that team was laden with Hall yeah. of Famers. It was, it was, and he's, he's broken a lot of records. I also think as well that they've, got the, they've kind of got the weight of the city behind them. That everybody in Buffalo now is like, oh, we're back again, you know, and, and that the, the city's rolling with them. One thing I, I, I thought that might go against a team like that ordinarily would be a lack of experience come playoff time. But of course, if you go on the road now, there are no fans. So there's not a great deal other than... Whoa, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. If Buffalo... Yeah. Okay, let's talk about home field advantage. Now, we say that there are no fans. However, Buffalo has got the snow. It's yeah. got the ice cold yeah. conditions, which those guys are training in day in, day out. Well, I would say on the back of that, it's pretty cold in Kansas City at this time of year. It's pretty yeah. cold in Baltimore at this time of year. Yeah. Buffalo, it's cold. Pittsburgh, it's cold. Yeah. It's, quite a few of them are going to go through the same thing. So I, think, I, think, I don't think the elements would be such an issue for the teams that we're talking about. Right. I think yeah, I, 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 I hear you. If you're saying Brady's got to go into Green Bay in the NFC or the Saints have got to go into Green Bay in the NFC, big problem. Big problem for me. That, that, that then is home field advantage. But I think sometimes you get to the playoffs and we say, well, they're not very experienced. A lot of things they've got to take on board. It's a good learning curve for them this year. I don't know whether that quite exists this year because there are no supporters in. So one of the big elements where a whole city comes behind the team and you're going right into enemy territory you don't get that this year. You just go into a 100-yard field with a few officials in there and a couple of television cameras. It's not a great deal different to the one you've got yeah. where you've just left. Hey, so, I'll tell you what, what did make me laugh was that tennis match recently between Andy Murray and who's Britain's number one? Kyle Edmund. Kyle Edmund. They had to f go and fetch their own balls. Yeah. And they had to ref their own match. There you go. <laughs> you do that in the NFL. You imagine there no flags. Exactly. There no flags. It'd be brilliant. I mean, I, I, like, out. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was out that. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Classic. Play a let then, play a let. We've been here 14 hours. What do you mean, play a let? Oh, take a mulligan. You'll be all right. <laughs> Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You mentioned Derrick Henry being nearly at 2,000 yards. Yeah. He goes into this week, so he's got two regular season games left. 1,679 he's got. 
So he's 321 yards away from 2,000, which is still a lot. Yeah. I mean, he's quite able to get a 200-yard game. I just wonder if they're in with a week to go, whether they play him in week 17 to, to go for the record. Because if they lost Derek Henry, they can stick a line through everything. So oh, you'd be devastated. I wonder what they think with that. I think that, do you think that's the situation where the head coach sits down with him and says, yeah. look, Derek, you are our most valuable asset. Unfortunately, 2,000 yards, it's not as important as getting into the playoffs and being victorious, having a playoff run. It, 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 it's, got to have, it's got to be that conversation. I think so. And you'd like to think that Derek Henry would maybe go to the coach and say, listen, coach, don't worry about the 2,000 yards. I'd sooner get a ring on my finger, you know. Yeah. And what about these, by the way? These were great. So... Um, Tom Brady threw a touchdown pass to Antonio Brown for the game winner at the weekend. Yeah. 46 yards in the fourth quarter for Tampa Bay against Atlanta. It was Antonio Brown's first score in 462 days um, for Tampa Bay. His last one was 462 days ago for New England. And both of them were thrown by Tom Brady, 462 days apart with two different teams. Which, that can't ever have happened before, can it? No, yeah. that's crazy. I'll tell you what, if you look at your fantasy team from three or four years ago, oh. it, had a good, it had a good game at the weekend. Des Bryant scored. Well, Antonio Brown scored. I'm coming to him, Des Bryant. So, four, 462 days for Antonio, Antonio Brown, but he's been out of the league. This one astounded me. It was Larry Fitzgerald's first touchdown for 364 days, and he's played all the game. Wow. Almost a year to the day since Larry Fitzgerald's last touchdown. One of the all-time great Hall of Famers. He'll be in. And you mentioned Des. It was his first touchdown for 1,106 days. <laughs> and he put up the X, didn't he, Des, when he scored? <laughs> he put up the X. Go on, Des. That's a classic. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, he had lost the yard or two. I saw that touchdown. I watched that touchdown. I'm like, oh, Dez doing some heavy cuts there, my friend. Yeah, yeah. he's not quite the, the spring-heeled young Dallas Cowboy anymore, is he? No, he, well, he's not. He's not. But, you know, fair play to him. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I, I, I was, I, I've been surprised that it's taken him this long to get a chance. I mean, I know he, he injured the Achilles last year, but even before he got the the chance with New Orleans and he got the injury, there'd still been too long, I thought, for a player like Des Bryant to not be in the league. When you think about his size as a wide receiver, so many passes these days are thrown to tight ends. He's not a lot different in terms of stature to a tight end, but he's probably a bit quicker and a bit sharper than they are. I, I looked at him and always thought there must be a role for him because he's got great hands. Mm. Some kind of job for Des Bryant in the NFL. He must be a proper toe rag in the in the locker room. He has oh. to be, hasn't it? Otherwise, somebody would have signed him. Look at all the teams that the wide receivers are crap. And they're quite happy for Des to be saying, must be a nightmare, Des. Must be a nightmare. <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking, this is down to you, sunshine. Because this is nothing down to ability or anything else. He must be a toe rag. That's too funny. All right, Darren, I think what we should do is, is we'll save our, our playoff predictions for next week. Yeah, we'll I think so, yeah. Let's take a proper look at it, strip it down and, and see, and then we'll, we'll map our playoff run, shall we? Yeah, okay. Like do a bracket. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. By the way, the Bears are playing much better. All of a sudden, they've gone from the equivalent of playing cricket and bowling underarm to playing cricket and bowling overarm. I mean, the offence all of a sudden 
is pacing the team. Mitch Trubisky's looking like Jim McMahon. Matt Nagy's looking like he's read the coaching book. Yeah. And the Bears look like they can win. And they might just sneak in. They've got to play Jacksonville this week. They'll beat them. And then they'll play Green Bay in week 17. Green Bay probably won the division by then and they're resting Aaron Rodgers, you would expect. Yeah. The Bears win the last two games, nine and seven. They could sneak into the playoffs. Then they're going to keep the coach. Then they're going to keep the quarterback. We're going to have the same conversation next year. <laughs> we start all over again. It's a nightmare. <laughs> hey, by the way, by the way, by the way, what do you think if you're a Jets fan this week? Oh, what? You've gone from drafting Trevor Lawrence, one of the can't miss. You know, people are saying he's going to be a top five NFL quarterback very early in his career. You go and win. What do you win for? You're firing the coach anyway. I, 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 I don't know what to say. I honestly don't know what to say. Jacksonville are sat there laughing their balls off. Oh, of course they are. To be honest with you, Darren, and, and I know I'll upset a lot of people by saying this, and I apologise, but as it stands, Jacksonville probably won't know what to do with Trevor Lawrence. Well, then maybe, maybe, maybe. Do you know what I mean? I just, that franchise, they, they draft... They get to the playoffs, they get rid of everyone, they implode. It's like, just, you start, don't start. We talked about it last week with Neil Reynolds on your Radio 5 Live show and the New England Patriots. Mr. Khan has got to start from the office that's next door to his. Yeah. Get rid of the top, start again, and build a team that's going to please bring the UK some wins. Because we are desperate. We're all desperate to support the Jacksonville Jaguars. But we we can't because they just don't do anything. No, no chance. No chance. No chance. You can't bring yourself to do that. It might actually help the Jets in a bizarre way because they've got Sam Darnold, right? He's not a rubbish quarterback. But he's got nobody to throw the ball to. They're crap, right? Well, go second and get a wide receiver. Well, I, I think they'll trade the pick. He's going to want to take Justin Fields at number two. The other yeah. big quarterback coming out. There's, there's, there's a couple more as well. When the evaluation process starts, that could change the order. There's a QB at Brigham Young as well that, that quite a few people like. Yeah. So you might get a situation now where there's you know, four or five, five or six teams that desperately need a quarterback. So you, if you're the Jets sat at number two, if you're number one, you've probably got to take Trevor Lawrence because he's so good, even if you want to or not. And then you've got to deal with Sam Darnold. But now you maybe take the decision, well, we stick with Sam Darnold, we'll trade the pick, we'll get three first-rounders or whatever it is, plus our own, over the next couple of drafts, and we can rebuild the team in that way. And I noticed before, they missed out last time on getting a quarterback, and they ended up drafting second that year. And they took the Brickishaw Ferguson with the second overall pick, an offensive lineman, who they got more than a decade at, Pro Bowl level offensive tackle play, and Nick Mangold, who was the centre for a number of years, and again a Pro Bowler. So they kind of part they missed out on the pick, but that draft led to the Brickershaw Ferguson and Nick Mangold. So they weren't that bad off. Might just been a situation again this year where they they missed Trevor Lawrence, but they make the rest of the team significantly better and actually actually give Sam Darnold some players to throw the ball to. Yeah. People who can protect him and run the ball too, because they are all over the place. 
Yeah, rewrite the playbook, rewrite the offensive playbook for him. Yes, you're off now to pick the turkey up, which is. I'm going to go and, and, and put the fat bird in, in the boot of the car. Yeah, you're not going to do something like sit down and eat the giblets for a laugh as like a Christmas day. <laughs> <laughs> old habits die hard. You and, ah. you and Shane Ritchie via Zoom eating parts of the turkey you're not supposed to for a laugh. Hey, it's a good job they've not got a big pair of knackers. <laughs> and what you will notice this week as well, just before we go for them, we've not mentioned fantasy football because I got... Fantasy what? Yeah, I got kicked out this week as well. What? what? Yeah, I know. I lost as well, mate. So I, I, went, to the, I went to the semi-finals and that was it. Well, this, this just sums up fantasy football. You were top of your division. I was yeah. second in ours. We didn't get very far. Well, you got to the semis. I got to the, the, the quarters. I got kicked out. Too many players... Too many players injured. Yeah. So we'll, 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 we'll start talking about fantasy again at the start of next season with all the bluster and self-belief that we had during the course of this fantasy season. Big fantasy news alert. Go on. I've actually paid my entrance fee. Oh, have you? Oh, well done. <laughs> well done, you. Internet Richard, Internet Richard been sending messages for quite a while and nobody was really owning up to it. So at least you've done it in a public forum. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I paid mine 13 weeks ago, but there you go. Well done, you. The checks obviously come for for I'm a celebrity, so he's yeah. <laughs> that's arrived this week. Um, we've got to mention there to give us a follow on at the fumble as well. Yeah, where we can get a bit of feedback and any ideas from you guys and all that kind of thing. So that's on Twitter, right? Yeah, at the fumble on Twitter. So that would be good. And we're going to try and squeeze one in, aren't we, between Christmas and New Year, and then obviously into the playoffs and beyond. Yeah, and in New Year, got quite a, a special treat lined up for yes. us. Yes. Uh, now, everyone who listens on a regular basis will know that Darren and I love reminiscing. We love going back to the moment or the days that the halcyon days of when we first discovered NFL on Channel 4. And I managed to get Nicky Horn, Nicky Horn to come on and chat to us. Now, those of you who don't know, Nicky Horn back in the day was the equivalent of Neil Reynolds. He was omnipresent whenever the NFL was on TV. He was the first major host of NFL on terrestrial media, on Channel 4, and he has got some tales to tell us. He was a pioneer because he was the one that would go over to Soldier Field in 85 to report on that great Chicago Bears team and tell everybody in the UK, you're not going to believe this, they've got heated benches. Yeah. kind of stuff. So Nicky was out there blazing the trail. So he's going to come on. Vernon's been working hard and Nicky's agreed to come on. So we're going to speak to him about those early days of Channel 4. Simon said to me earlier, it'd be fascinating to find out whether he actually thought that it was ever going to be what it turned out to be when he first started. Yeah. It was, it was a minority sport that exploded in, in, into the public conscience, wasn't it? With huge viewing figures, etc. During that during that time. And he was the face of it. So it's going to be great to talk to him. Yeah, it was massive. And I remember, I, I, I remember as clear as day, Monday morning, waking up, getting ready for school, and ringing the NFL results hotline. Yes. I had to get permission from my parents, from my mum, because yeah. my dad was probably lorry driving somewhere. I had to get permission from my mum, I'd ring, and Nicky would give you the results. Chicago Bears, 47, Detroit Lions, 26. We're looking forward to a bit of Nicky Hall in the new year to take us back to all our yesterdays. Anyway, have a cracking Christmas, mate, won't you? Yeah, and you, pal. And, of course, Simon, our exec producer at Shooting yeah. Shark. All the Fumbleites, you know what to do. Stay safe. Uh, we want you back on the new year. So mask up, two metres apart, all that palaver. And whatever tier you're in, 
Uh, have a great, great Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas, everybody. We will speak to you after the festivities. Have a great one. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.